when I was talking with my friend over drinks, having a very candid conversation about my life and how I feel and how I've been treated, he said to me, I don't know why people always treat you like an afterthought. And it was then that I realized that all of these feelings that I've had for 10 to 15 years about being left behind and not being cared for and having nobody to count on, it was then that I realized that it wasn't just me, that I wasn't crazy, and that these feelings were warranted. And that very statement changed the entire way that I view the world. Welcome to another episode of Triumph and Tierras. I am your hostess, Suzanne Proxa, business strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs who are purpose-driven and looking to make a major impact in the world. This podcast is my passion and is intended to showcase women who have overcome obstacles to hopefully inspire and empower all of you to do the same. And now on with the episode. Hello everyone, Suzanne here. So I created the podcast Triumph and Tierras to showcase women who have overcome difficulties, who have completely rocked it, in the world of business, as moms, as career women, or whatever they choose to do, despite major obstacles, despite mental health concerns, health issues, etc., because this is a huge passion of mine. And what I realized is that that stems directly from my lifetime of experiences and including a severe lack of support and anxiety and depression and battling health issues and just a laundry list of constant battles. And so I felt that it was very important to start bringing these stories to the world, but even more important that I be an example and step up and tell my story even though I am absolutely terrified to do so because there are people in my life right now who will be upset, I'm sure, to hear some of the stories because while I won't name names, um, they'll, they'll know that perhaps they contributed to some of these things. Um, you know, there is nobody, this is uh, really hard to say, but there is nobody in my life right now who knows what I've been through um, in my lifetime because 
I don't have anybody and have not had anybody who really put the energy into and the time into getting to know me and getting to know my story and or you know who was someone that I could confide in um, with all of the nitty-gritty and some of the things that are you know quite ugly and you know certainly there are some things that that I will will keep you know to myself um, because it's appropriate but uh, I think that even some of the people who know me will be very surprised to hear some of these things and I do want to preface with realize that I am a certified health coach. I have made it this far because I am obsessed with psychology. I talk about this all the time and mental health and things like that. And I have obviously been successful in, in dealing with these issues on my own. And so please don't have any, any concerns about anything that you hear, um, you know, thinking that there's I'm going to jump off the edge or something of that nature. Um, don't have any concerns there. Uh, and do realize that not everybody who has uh, depression or anxiety should be on medications or things like that. You know, it's just like with business coaching and other things, you know, if there's different people need different things. And so um, I am not somebody who needs that. As a matter of fact, at one point, um, that was tried with me and it was an epic fail. It was actually worse. So I do much better through holistic methods and just avoiding uh, now people in situations that are not beneficial to me. So um, with that being said, we'll, we'll start with my story. Um, you know, I have dealt with, as I mentioned, many things, um, relationship issues being at the forefront of some of the biggest uh, I really do believe that my depression that I deal with actually stems from that. Uh, I do not think that I would have these depression issues, therefore uh, probably not chemical issues, uh, if I didn't have all of the relationship issues that I've dealt with since I was a child. Um, so I think I will dive into that first, uh, then we'll, I'll talk about to my, my health issues and how I'm managing, you know, all of this and, and running a business and, and things like that. So first of all, um, I was one of those kids who didn't have a father who was super loving or super present. Um, I, and the one thing is that I don't remember much of my childhood. A lot of people that I've talked to feel that that is because of just some of the traumas and there's probably some things there that I don't remember, um, because they were so painful. And I think that some of those probably did involve, um, my father. There is, um, for some reason, there is a male physician that I had when I was young too that always comes to mind and, and gives me the creeps and I'm not really sure if there's anything there or not. I do know that I have heard that um, other people my age who went to the same individual had some very scary experiences. Uh, so that is entirely possible. So 
again, I don't remember a lot from my childhood, but I, I do recall that really the only time that my dad had a lot of use for me was uh, when he would come home, like from the bar, he would bring me, you know, burritos and, and watch Godzilla movies with me and stuff like that. And of course, as a, as a young girl, you really crave your father's attention. And so to me, that was just, you know, the coolest thing in the world. Um, but of course, as I grew up, you know, it quick, quickly became apparent that, you know, maybe a little bit of love and attention and telling these awful boys that would uh, come to visit to uh, kick rocks might have been much more beneficial for me. Um, my parents did divorce when I was 15, which um, really was probably a little bit too late. I think it was one of those situations where they were trying to stay together for me. I, you know, it was kind of clear to me as a kid that they didn't really seem to love each other a whole lot. Um, but, you know, people do that sometimes. And so, you know, I think the effects of, of being around him and that lack of love really didn't do me a lot of favors. I know that I used to cry about, you know, why doesn't my dad love me to different people? And so that was definitely a huge hurt for me. And I think is what led to the vast majority of the relationship issues that I've had throughout my lifetime. Um, you, you know, I have not had a lot of success in relationships and I have tended to attract people who are kind of looking for that, that person that they can take advantage of um, mentally and, you know, mentally abuse them and things like that, unfortunately. And, um, you know, just desperately looking for that love. And so I think that they, you know, they sense that. I mean, again, I'm a kind of a psychology nerd, you know, they sense that in people and they, they see a, a potential victim. I mean, really, whether they realize that they're doing it or not, that's really uh, what it comes down to. And so I have dealt with a lot of that, you know, my very first boyfriend, um, the first real one that I had, I was only, I believe, 19 years old. And he was horribly abusive um, mentally and would also push me around physically. Um, you know, I don't, one of the things I remember very vividly was, I, you know, and my friends do know about this, is the time that he tried to push me down the stairs uh, in his apartment. And I can still remember looking down at the glass door at the bottom thinking, holy crap, if I go down these stairs, my head is going through this, uh, through all of that glass. After, of course, tumbling down all of these stairs. And thankfully at the time, his cousin was living with him. So uh, he stopped him from his rampage. I mean, this individual, uh, he would call me. I still remember the time he called me at night and asked me to come over, you know, and I just loved him so much that I did whatever he asked, you know. And so I came over and when I got there, he started screaming at me, asking me why I was there. Uh, it was really something. And so for somebody who is dealing with these, you know, issues in the first place to have their very first relationship be something like that, it was very damaging. And so anytime I would get a nice guy that paid attention to me, of course, I wouldn't give him the time of day. You guys know the drill. And um, repeatedly, even to as recent as last year, repeatedly attracting these men who are looking for somebody that they can uh, manipulate uh, mentally. So those issues have been huge for me. And I think that 
uh, you know, the lack of, I've never really felt in my life a great deal of love, except for from some of, some of the friends that I do have. Um, but I've never really felt a lot of that love. It's, I've never had, you know, all of the huggy, huggy relationships with, with family or, you know, I, I've not, now I get, now that I'm in business and I'm doing, you know, well, much better emotionally and everything, I do get a lot more input from people as far as how great I'm doing and stuff like that. But I mean, previously in my life, there, there wasn't a lot of cheerleading. And so again, you know, that, that kind of contributes to, to those relationship issues and not having any closeness, um, which has been incredibly difficult. I mean, imagine if you will spending several years, um, coming home alone every day, or even coming home to someone who really isn't emotionally there for you. Um, that is what my last many years have been like. I moved out, I think, when I was 23, and so we're talking more than 20 years of living that way, feeling like if I were to call someone, I would be a nuisance. Um, people often, you know, make me feel like they're just too busy for me, or I am just not really a priority on their list. I'm not one of their favorites, and so that's very, you know, very difficult, and of course, that all, I, you know, I totally understand you know, people's thoughts on law of attraction and mindset and all of that. And, um, you know, before you dive into that train, do realize that, uh, you know, I've taken a step back and said, okay, am I doing the things that I want people to do for me? And so started doing those things and still I didn't get that um, return from really the vast majority of people, you know, I would start, you know, texting and asking how people are doing and asking them to do things and stuff like that. And I was not getting that in return. So um, before we jump on that bandwagon, I have actually, you know, tried that. And I'm very conscious of, of all of that, you know, getting what you getting what you give. And that certainly is very valid. Um, and so definitely just a great deal of issues with that. And so now I'm um, just dealing with people in general sometimes just gives me anxiety because I have a, uh, a social awkwardness, which might surprise some people because uh, if you deal with me online at all or talk with me online at all, um, you know, I've, I've worked on it a lot and I love the people that I engage with online. They are actually uh, what have kept me afloat for the last three years. Um, my friendships that I've made online, the women in my Facebook group, the women that I come across uh, who have friended me on my personal profile that I interact with in groups, uh, you guys have actually kept me afloat and have greatly eased my anxiety and my depression and a lot of that awkwardness that I have dealt with. You know, I always say weird things and I do weird things and now I'm really able to start embracing that. So I want people to realize that if you are in that space where you just feel like you are the, you know, you're, you're trying to fit into this round hole and you're the square peg that, you know what, it can get better with some work and, and some mindset work and just realizing that you are perfectly fine the way you are because that's what, what I've been doing. And, you know, just starting to realize too that, 
you know, for much of the last many, many years, I just didn't have the right people in my, in my life. And I'm starting to collect those people and things are getting better because they actually do ask me to do things and they actually do talk to me. But, you know, I still could go uh, quite feasibly for three weeks or more without seeing anyone uh, other than the people at work. So that actually does still happen. Uh, but again, working on it, getting people who wouldn't, you know, leave me in the dust, so to speak. Uh, you know, I have been through um, the gallbladder surgery, of course, is no big deal. A lot of people get that done. Uh, I've had the gallbladder surgery, but I also had uh, what was actually very traumatizing for me, um, skin cancer surgery on my face, which was, uh, you know, as women, you know, we have self-esteem issues as it is. And for me, you know, in a period of time where I didn't have a lot of love for myself, um, when one of the few things I did like about myself was my face, it was incredibly traumatizing. And it got even worse because when I actually went in to have this done, I had expected the incision to follow nice and naturally uh, along the cheek line, which is what was supposed to happen because this was under my eye, um, right at the top of the cheekbone. And then I went in and they informed me that they were going to have to do a big T-shape instead so I didn't look funny. Uh, the nurse cried with me that day, and uh, it was really something. And no, I'm not going to cut out the, uh, the teariness here because it's real. It, it was rough. It was really rough. So, um, and after that, you know, I had a few friends that visited. Um, I had some that were super close as far as uh, distance from me who did, never saw me until after I was practically healed, which took a very long time, uh, which really broke my heart. I mean, it hurt me to the core of my soul that um, so many people left me to myself. Um, you know, when I got the gallbladder done again, same thing, had a few people come visit at first and then I was really left to myself. I mean, you, after you have something like that done, you are not supposed to be lifting anything or doing certain things. And I had to, because I was all I had. Uh, so those things really stick with me and they, they hurt my soul. They hurt my heart and, you know, led to a lot of wondering why I wasn't lovable and why people didn't care for me. Um, when in my heart, you know, obviously I am the one person who knows how I feel and what I think of people. And I have such immense love and caring for my friends. Um, like you can just feel it. It's this heart filling, heartwarming thing. And even if they do something to me that is not kosher, which does happen, I still adore them and I love them. You know, I have an ex-boyfriend who um, cheated on me and uh, we were, you know, we were friends first though, before we even got together and I adore him uh, as a friend still and cannot imagine my life without him in it as, as a friend. And people think it's weird. They don't understand because as humans, we're often so eager to, to hate and uh, lash out at people who have done something wrong to us. And I always joke that all of my ex-boyfriends are on my Facebook because we're all friends. We all get along. Um, it's just how I roll. And so I have this immense love for people. And so when they hurt me, I just, I don't understand why I'm feeling all this love for people and, and wanting to give and not getting it in return. 
So it's definitely been a huge obstacle for me. And it's really what's contributed to a lot of the depression. And uh, the depression has been so bad at times that I have, um, you know, been to the point of really trying to figure out if I even wanted to be here anymore. And that's been as recent as within this last year. Um, you know, I went through something horrible with a, a yet another person who took advantage. They saw somebody they could victimize. Uh, and, you know, a, a lot of people bailed on me. You know, this, this individual uh, is very good at uh, it's, 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 I mean, some of it's, he, this person did actually threaten at least one or two people, um, you know, if they were to be around me or talk to me or anything like that, true story. Uh, and then also just really told a, a lot of false stories and campaigned against me and things like that. And I, a lot of people abandoned me, uh, in that, in that situation. And it was heartbreaking. This is people that I adored and cared for. Um, you know, some of which I had known since grade school and just, you know, those people in your life where when you see them, you know, you've known them so long, you know, they're like your home and you, you just want to hug them and, and be around them and stuff. You know, some of those people were those people. So it was really traumatic for me. And I've spent, you know, the last year really working on getting over that and just realizing that, um, there's nothing I can do about that. So, um, you know, I've had plenty of, of situations like that and they've, you know, being left alone leads to some severe depression. I mean, humans are not meant to be left alone for weeks at a time. They're just not, you know, and going for weeks at a time with nobody checking in and things like that. It's, it's really hard. So, um, and then health, challenges. Let's move on to that. I, um, I've never been super healthy and, you know, didn't really know what was going on and just kind of dealt with it. You know, just some really, uh, to be honest, really embarrassing, you know, digestive concerns where I remember when I was trying to go to college and I couldn't sit through a class because I had to keep running to the bathroom. I couldn't go anywhere because of it. Uh, you know, it was traumatizing for somebody that age to go through such things. And of course, later I found out that it was uh, food allergies, which I have oodles of. Um, but it, it was awful and it, it went away for a while, got it under control, and then it came back. And um, it, it was really bad as well during this horrible government job that I talk about quite often that I was in for nine years where. Uh, you want to talk about mental abuse. Uh, some of these women in that job, they were horrible. It was like something you see on these reality TV shows. Uh, these were not nice women um, making up stories and just concocting things to torture others. I was one of their favorite targets, of course, being a nice person. Uh, they really didn't like the nice ones. And those were the ones they really went after with a vengeance. Um, I don't know, maybe some kind of threat there or something. They just really didn't like it. And so not only was I dealing with that, but I was dealing with these health issues again, and it was just awful. And, you know, I recall I was about the age of 40, I think maybe late 30s, when 
I was having severe pain. I couldn't step up on a curb without being in pain and I was exhausted and there was something seriously wrong with my, my breathing and everything. And I seriously thought I was, I was dying. I really did. It was that bad. And uh, did the whole scenario that we've all heard of where I was spending thousands of dollars getting scanned head to toe, poked and prodded and scopes and all of these things. I spent thousands and nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong. Well, so eventually I started to do my own research to try to figure out what in the world was happening and uh, realized, diagnosed myself to start uh, with fibromyalgia and uh, realized that that was a huge part of it combined with the, the food allergies, which I was still pretty much, you know, doing what I needed to do to try to keep that under control. But um, it, you know, it was still, it was still part of the mix. And so I uh, started reading everything I could on fibromyalgia and started putting all of these things into place. And, you know, after about a year, it really started to subside. I mean, all of these symptoms were pretty much gone. And I realized, you know, that I could help other people. And as a result, that's when I got my health coach certification and saw that as an opportunity for me to get out of the, the horrible government job away from those abuses and, and help other people. And uh, I've got to tell you, you know, anybody who's listening right now who has ever been down that road of being someone with one of those silent illnesses, invisible illnesses, it is not an easy road to travel. Everybody thinks you're faking it. Everybody thinks you're full of shit. The people at work look at you funny. They treat you different. Uh, and then the government job, boy, did they ever uh, really go into asshole mode. Um, it was really something. And so, you know, it is incredibly difficult, the psychology behind that and wanting to feel like you, you want to hide. You want to hide. And it's bad enough that you can't do the things that you want to do you absolutely can't do them. Like I couldn't go anywhere for years. I couldn't do anything fun for years. And uh, thankfully, as of last year, I was able to start going to festivals and things like that, that I love without having to worry about the bathroom issues and the, the fatigue and, and all of that business. So I am incredibly grateful. But as a person who's struggling with all of that, and then, you know, getting the sideways looks from people and people who don't understand, don't understand. And also the people who don't call anymore. Uh, that was huge. Uh, every single time I've had a major struggle in my life, people have abandoned me, uh, you know, especially with the health issues. They have abandoned ship. You don't hear from them. They stop calling. They stop asking you to do things. And uh, I, I've learned recently that this is actually sadly common, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up and tell my story in my podcast to hope that people will realize that this is not okay behavior. And, you know, if it happens to you, it's very, very hurtful. And, you know, maybe change up some of that and, and change the way that you react to people who are going through adversity and sickness and, and issues. Um, you know, if you see somebody who's depressed or a friend who disappears for a while, maybe maybe check in on them to make sure that they're not playing with kitchen knives, as I call it, uh, you know, sitting in the corner of their room, crying their eyes out because they don't want to live another day like I did. 
um, you know, check in on people. So, you know, the health challenges were definitely a huge part of my story. And, uh, you know, still today I deal with some of the, the issues with fibromyalgia, though nothing like I used to, and it's only a day here, day there, um, you know, like with the brain fog and things like that, where it can impact my business. But, you know, I, I want people to realize that even if you're afflicted with these things, even if you deal with these things, that there are better people out there. There are other people that you can find to bring into your life. It is okay to get rid of people who are toxic to you, who aren't doing you any favors. Sometimes they're family, unfortunately, um, you know, and if people criticize you for that, you, you know, you've got to really figure out what's right for you. Uh, I have certainly felt a ton better, uh, you know, removing, there's, there's one family member who never had anything nice to say to me ever. Um, much like my grandma, my grandma was like that too. She was always critiquing me, not a lot of nice things to say. That was quite damaging as a young girl. And uh, this other individual, actually on the other side of the family, she also never had anything nice to say to me. And so I just needed to back away from that because I was already in a bad place and to have that negativity uh, constantly and feeling, because you feel like you have to defend when you, when you get that this wasn't good for me. So sometimes you have to do that, but you do have to figure out for yourself if that's even a good option. So everybody's different, like I said. Um, you know, so you can make those changes. You can change the environment around you. You know, you can, if you're miserable somewhere, you can leave. If you're miserable in a job, you can leave. If you are dealing with these issues with depression, you know, you can work with somebody on that and then also work yourself to figure out, you know, what is causing this and what can I do to impact it and, and make it better. Uh, you have these capabilities. As women, we have so many options for us to make changes and make improvements. And, you know, it breaks my heart too when I see women out there who don't think that they can have a business or run a business because they've got these chronic illnesses and health issues. And that's simply not true. It's just a matter of doing it differently than other people. Uh, you know, I schedule things. I have banks of content. I have a VA. Uh, I do whatever I need to uh, with technology and such to make sure that things are still getting done on days when I just don't feel like it or can't do it. So it is absolutely doable and you just have to find a flow that works for you. And I love working with women who do deal with that. So I'm certainly open to taking uh, more people in who are in the same space uh, and looking to get past those obstacles. But I, I hope that, you know, telling this story, you know, I've had so many issues with mental abuses and such that I, I have to be honest, I am sometimes surprised that I've gotten through it on my own. Uh, I think that the, my obsession with psychology and mental health is, is what has helped me the most uh, get through these things. You know, these, these little abuses, you know, some of them are big, actually. Some of them are small. Uh, you know, the mental abuses that come from a spouse or a significant other can be really significant. But there's also the little things that friends do, uh, so-called friends, you know, where they, you know, they talk about you behind your back 
or they don't treat you very well. Um, you know, I remember walking into somewhere uh, just a few weeks ago and being introduced to somebody and having the other individual say, I am aware. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I've not done anything to the person um, that was introducing me. What could this person possibly be aware of, you know? Because um, it wasn't said in the kindest tone. And so I think, you know, people do these little abuses along the way and we have to figure out how to get past them or it's going to really just eat us alive and we're never going to move forward. And I think that the message that I want to leave you with today uh, is that my life on the daily has really been a constant challenge. Um, it really has. It's been a constant challenge with obstacles and relationship issues and the mental health issues and, and the health issues. And I, I continue to overcome these things and work my way through them. And I love to work with other women to do the same. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I started this podcast. And so the, the message I want to leave you with is that you can do the same. There is support out there for you. Um, you know, if you're going through depression and things like that, if the hotlines work for you, that's great. Um, you know, I do get a little triggered by everybody, uh, people, the, the, um, the sofa, the sofa police or the, uh, the recliner friends. It, I get a little triggered by them when, you know, they're people who are never around. They're never there to support. Um, but they're real quick to post on Facebook, this 1-800 number that you can call rather than check in on you or call you themselves and, or encourage you to call them. Uh, I get real triggered by that. So, you know, if the 1-800 numbers work for you, fabulous. Um, you know, for people like me, be much more impactful to actually get calls from people and have people check in on occasion and really act like they're concerned and care for me because that's what triggers my depression and, um, you know, my anxiety over what people are, are thinking and all of this business. That's where a lot of my anxiety comes from. So I hope that this message resonates with some of you and that it has a positive impact for you and that you feel, you leave feeling that, hey, I'm, I'm not alone and I can do this. And holy cow, people are jerks to other people too, not just me or, or this is common behavior because it is actually common behavior. I just talked to another friend who all of a sudden has health issues and people are abandoning her too. It's a thing and it's, it's not cool. And so I, I want you guys to realize that, that if you're going through it, if you're on this, the receiving end, it's not cool. It's not okay. And um, it's within your right to know that you deserve better and ask for better from people. You know, I was made to feel guilty because I was trying to get people to do things with me, trying to get people to pay attention. And um, I was always hearing back how busy they were and sorry, I was busy. Sorry, I was busy. Sorry, I'm busy. I mean, one person has been busy for like 10 years. No shit. You're busy for 10 years, but I can see you 
going to all these other events and doing things with other people. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is it just, they just didn't want to give me any time. So uh, hopefully you guys realize that you can, you can do better. And uh, it took me a long time to get to that place to realize that I deserve better than these absentee people and these crappy boyfriends and stuff. And uh, I am looking incredibly forward to the rest of 2018. Uh, as many of you know, I have an amazing business. Uh, I work with some of the most incredible women on the planet who I adore and I love. And I can tell they love me back. And that just makes me um, so happy and makes my heart full. And um, the fact that I can actually make an impact and hopefully hopefully make other women not feel so alone is just huge for me. So I thank you for listening to my story and for this episode. Of course, there are some things that were left out um, just because there is just too much. But um, I hope that, that what I've shared is impactful. And I wish you all a, a beautiful and blessed day full of love and happiness and massive, massive success, whatever that means to you. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you found some inspiration from today's episode. If you would like to find me and check me out, you can head over to SuzanneProxa.com. Or if you are a female entrepreneur who is purpose driven, head over to my Facebook group at fempreneurs.biz. Thank you so much for listening today and I will see you in the next episode.